It's my podcast today. Change, change, change. Of course we're talking about change. Of course, why not? So, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, too. Here's my podcast. Hey, what's going on? I got that out there nice and sharp today. Anyways, I hope you're doing well. It is Monday. And not only is it Monday, it is 7 o'clock p.m. We are so uh, happy to have you here. My name is Andre. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. And let me just say this. I'm so excited. Um, I was taking a look at the analytics just the other day, and it looks like we are beginning to get into some other countries. And I would imagine that we've got some leaders out there that are enjoying the ride and enjoying the conversation, you know, and I'm excited about that. And so here's the thing. Uh, Today, we are going to um, hopefully have a good conversation. And the conversation that we're going to have is really around this. Are pleasantries beginning to impact forward progress? Are pleasantries beginning to impact forward progress? So let me explain to you what I mean before we get into this conversation. So what happens is, even though we are north of the border, um, every year, or at least every time there's an election, I I do check in. I may not be necessarily one who's completely into American politics, um, but the reality is I do kind of watch to see what's happening. I like to see and hear the rhetoric. I like to hear some of the arguments that happen, you know, from start to end, or at least once we're getting close to the election uh, portion of things. I like to watch that stuff. Some of it is comedic, and some of it for me is, is downright frustrating, but I'm not necessarily one who is into politics. So here's the thing, though, however, um, and we've seen this before, where two individuals, up until they decide who's going to be, you know, the, the leader of the party, there's a lot of back and forth. And to be quite honest with you, I don't love the smear campaign, but I guess it's a part of the process. So what happens is, is that up until the point where a leader is selected, it's almost like there's no holds barred. Like people will just come after you. They'll talk about you. Uh, they'll share personal things. Again, I don't agree with it, but that just seems to be a part of the political process. So here's where I now have an issue. The moment that somebody is selected to lead it's almost like everything else that would have been happening prior to that, it no longer matters. And because everybody in the party has now decided this is the voice that we're going to get behind, they no longer um, say anything at all. They no longer disagree. I mean, you can basically say and or do almost anything. Nobody is going to disagree with you on a public platform. And to make it even worse, like if we're talking about like the presidency, nobody says anything from that party about the president whatsoever. Now, let me tell you why that's a challenge for me. We're talking about pleasantries, perhaps uh, impacting forward progress. Well, what happens then is, is that if we all agree that we're no longer going to say anything because we disagree or we, 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 you know, we're not going to say anything about it at all, the challenge then becomes this, that if we exchange pleasant smiles for temporary peace, I do believe that we may have a really bad situation long term. And when I say bad, sure, I could have used a different word, but that's the one that I want to use. Um, Because I think at times as leaders, 
um, our commitment to uh, the seats or commitment to the person that we perceive has a lot of influence, sometimes that level of commitment can really destroy an organization. Let me say it again, but maybe I'm going to try and say it a better way. When individuals choose the, the fake smiles, um, you know, the, the, the acknowledgments, the public acknowledgments, and all the other stuff that goes along with it, I think long term, it really does create a challenge for the organization. And let me also say this then. Uh, once we've decided that we become mute almost and we turn a blind eye to specific things uh, because you do not want to be called out as being a whistleblower or one who is anti-organization or anti the individual that sits in the seat, we no longer are creating an environment that uh, creates the best case scenario. And let me explain to you what I mean when I say best case scenario. I think that it would be detrimental for somebody to work in any organization, and I'm talking about leadership right now, knowing that you have uh, skill sets, you have ideas that have yet to be implemented, and for the sake of temporary peace or for the sake of being uh, positioned uh, later on down the road uh, to become somebody that might be a big deal, you sacrifice in the moment right now your voice for the sake of something else happening in the future. Now, let me tell you why this is tough. And um, I've been leading for many years in, in different spaces. Uh, the reason why this is tough is because long-term, if you don't speak now, uh, 10 years later, 20 years later, a year later, five years later, whatever the amount of time, the duration, it's going to be harder to create new change because the culture is further in the hole, um, because you are not necessarily speaking up. Now, let me just say this. We're not talking about embarrassing people. Uh, we're not talking about being antagonist. Uh, we're not talking about trying to make a name for yourself. I have some assumptions that when you become a leader, it is your desire to do something and to make a difference. And if somebody is now occupying a seat of influence that will move the organization in a direction perhaps that you don't necessarily agree with, why sit there? And, and, and here's the thing. I, I wonder, how can we, how can you, how can they, how can we all sleep within ourselves knowing that we have the capacity to make changes, but because you do not want to be alienated and or put off to the side, you kind of mute yourself for the sake of temporary peace, but at what cost? And maybe this is the thing that we're kind of focusing on because the cost that I'm referencing is this, that when decisions are made by individuals that you may not necessarily agree with, they are further cementing or changing the culture, uh, the direction of the organization um, in, a, in a way that it may be even more difficult by the time you actually find your voice. So maybe I'll share it this way. So what happens is, is that um, this last uh, week here, I was able to share with um, a, a church. I was there to preach. Um, and we were talking about this story in John uh, chapter 4. 
And so what happens is, is that, and I hope you don't mind, I am a Christian, I'm not afraid to say that, and I share that. And of course, a lot of the leadership strategies that I have developed throughout the year, uh, years rather, uh, they do come out of scripture. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe one of these days, along with all of the other textbooks that we read that are out there on the shelves, that somebody's going to crack the Bible open and begin to really unpackage a lot of the leadership moves that God does throughout history. Anyways, that's another conversation altogether. So anyways, in John chapter four, there's this woman, right, um, at the well, right? And look, I love the story, not because of the scandal of the story. I love the story because I like the way that Jesus actually um, finds a way to make a statement without making a statement, right? So here's what he does. He beats this woman to the well. She shows up, and I'm just giving you the short story because I want to get back into this conversation. He sits at this well, and we don't know how much time later, but a woman shows up, and she's a Samaritan. He's a Jew, and of course, we know how it goes. They don't necessarily love one another. There's some um, ethnic things happening there. There's some gender things happening there. All of these things are happening, but Jesus is still at the well. So as he's now sitting at the well with this woman who should not be speaking with him, he's there because he wants to make a statement. And here's the thing. He's not necessarily trying to make a statement to this woman on behalf of the organization. But what he's actually doing is by sitting there and having a conversation with this woman whose life is very complex, he's actually saying to the nation to which he belongs to, here's my position on this particular thing. And so here's the thing. I'm not even saying that um, we always have to be audible about things, but we do have to do some things that help people to understand that while I may be a part of the organization and while I may be leading and while I may love what I do, if you watch what I do, you will also get a sense of who I am, even if I'm not necessarily articulating it in an open format. And I hope you've captured enough from this story because really what ends up happening is is that by Jesus sitting at this well with this woman that he should not be speaking to, by the time his disciples come back and they see him speaking to this woman who might as well be an untouchable, he's actually making a statement to those that say that they are a part of this new organization that he's developing and leading that this is how I feel about this kind of thing. I'm not afraid to speak up or speak with through my actions uh, in such a way that I can help her and those that will come to know who I am through her, that I can be a part of an organization and not necessarily agree with everything that happens in that space. And I think that this is important, right? Because as leaders, I think that we have to create a space that allows for people to disagree, whether audibly or through their action, in such a way that we understand that the the popular um, position may not necessarily be the one uh, where people are making those choices and decisions. You know, one of the things I've discovered is that the crowd is generally not right. I'm not saying that they're always wrong. I'm just saying that they're not always right. And so what ends up happening is, is that after a while, we create this culture that says that 
in order to be a part of and embraced as leaders, we have to lose ourselves and or become um, so closely knit to the popular view that after a while you begin to lose yourself. And maybe here's what I'm actually saying as I'm using this story based on a sermon that I would have preached really recently. I'm actually saying that we have to, as leaders, create a culture that embraces different perspectives and opinions without demonizing those that don't necessarily subscribe and speak the way that most people are speaking. Because here's the thing, and we talked about this in a previous episode, here's, here's the thing that I've discovered that unless we create a safe space for leaders to be able to speak up, even if they are a dissenting um, point of view, then we're actually creating a healthier environment. Because here's what I also know, that sometimes within the meeting, that's not the real meeting. And we talked about this, so I'm not going to talk about this long. Um, But sometimes in that meeting, because everybody's clapping and applauding and smiling and saying, here, here, or voting in a specific direction, sometimes we believe that that means that everybody's with that thing. But I've discovered, no, there are people that can clap and shake hands and smile and say all of the right words. But after that meeting is finished, they go back into, into the corners and they say, to those that they may trust or have uh, different alliances with them, they'll say in those spaces, I didn't agree. I did not agree. And so this pleasantry thing where we often uh, go for immediate peace at the cost of long-term failure, I think maybe that's one of the things that we have to challenge a little bit more as leaders. Like we have to, let me say it this way, If the culture is going to change, it's going to change based on communication first and foremost. And what that means is is that we have to be willing to have those difficult conversations that nobody else is willing to have for the sake of a stronger organization in the future. And here's the thing. If we don't learn how to do this thing better, I would imagine that for a lot of organizations that used to be thriving and doing well, people are going to let their voices be heard in their silence and or their removal, their removing of themselves and going to other spaces that will um, embrace and, 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 and support the opposing view. So, I don't know. Uh, here's what I'm also saying that this temporary peace that we think that we are able to have by agreeing with individuals who say something because of their seats of influence, we're actually doing more harm than good to the overall organization. That's why there are some people who are paid millions of dollars to come into organizations and, and speak to all the different various levels of leadership and hear what they have to say when they perceive that you are a non-biased person, that you are neutral, and you're just there looking for truth. Uh, Individuals that don't normally say or they are generally agreeable, they say a different thing when somebody comes in from the outside and we're trying to determine why are the numbers dropping? Why are, are, you know, why is the money down? Why is the overall um, sense of camaraderie? camaraderie down why are all of those things down and once you begin to unpack that you realize whoa they might be clapping with me they might even be smiling with me but they don't necessarily agree with me 
And as a leader, I think maybe this is what I'm saying if I haven't already said it before. I think that this thing that we do to protect ourselves long-term as leaders, as we may have our own personal ambitions, I think we have to move away from that. I think we have to now move in a direction that says, if I'm going to work here, whether it's for one year or my entire career, I've got to do what I've got to do to, uh, to do my best to ensure that by the time I leave, by the time I get rid of my swipe card or they take my personal pass, uh, by the time they give me that retirement party, I can go and fade into the sunset because I was true to myself. And even though I may not have ever gotten to the seat that I wanted to get to, I was able to make a difference because I didn't go with pleasantries. I went with progress. And maybe this is what I'm saying, especially to younger leaders, um, because the world is changing. During this pandemic, I have made so many observations about this leadership shift um, that has taken place around the world. We're no longer doing the, th the same thing the same way as leaders. And I think part of why or part of what's actually happening is there's this new emergence of transparency and authenticity that I'm really beginning to enjoy. The only challenge that I have, however, is that this is coming out of a different generation. You know, Gen Zs and Gen Xers, whatever the titles are, millennials. They're now saying, look, we can disagree with each other and not necessarily cancel one another. And well, maybe, maybe not because the, the cancel culture is strong. But in the office, I'm beginning to see that people are not going to sit through a meeting anymore and just agree, just for the sake of agreeing, I'm beginning to see that there's a little bit of a pushback. And here's the thing, as long as we can channel the pushback in a direction that moves towards action, I think we're actually in a better place. But I think that if we don't, especially for organizations that were already on the edge, and when I say the edge, I don't mean being on the cusp of being great, but being on the cusp of shutting down and closing down and losses of jobs, we have to create an environment that is now going to make sure that we do what's best, even if it means that we disagree with the seat that has the most influence. Because I think that we have to honor the fact that organizations, they exist where there is something positive happening. And if you exchange these pleasantries for what's best for the organization, then after a while, people will not have a job to come back to because the job that they work on, the organization that they are partnering with, it will no longer exist because they are no longer relevant. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. My name is Andre Henderson. I am the host of this uh, podcast called, called BSTL, Building Something That Lasts. And in this conversation, we are trying to build something that lasts. But I still think that you can build something that lasts without doing all of the pleasantries. You can still be honest, still be honorable, still not shame individuals, and still get the desired end. 
So I hope you enjoyed this one. And by the way, can you please go ahead and continue to subscribe? I've met a few people that have been listening to this thing week after week after week, and they say, hey, Andre, I did not subscribe. Please go ahead and subscribe. And after you subscribe, please share it with somebody else that you think would benefit from this conversation. Yeah, so all we talked about today is pleasantries over progress. You got to choose one or the other. Take care. All right, everybody, this is the recap. I've got a a few uh, points that I want to really highlight at the end of this uh, episode today. Number one, as leaders, we have to create an environment where it's okay to disagree and still be on the same page. Number two, don't allow your future endeavors to prevent you from speaking up now on the things that are absolutely essential to the organization. Number three, create an environment where changing your mind is okay. As leaders, we've got to do that. Number four, healthier environments happen where opposing views are welcome regardless. And number six, please, please, please choose progress over pleasantries. Take care. Until next time.